Preferred pronouns are confusing because, like many liberal issues, they have no purpose but to confuse. All the confusion is eliminated, and believe it or not, you'll hear your solution to the problem in this episode of The Tenth Man. You're in the conference room. The facilitator enters and says, How about if we go around the room and each one of us gives our pronouns? I will go first. My pronouns are they, them. You can reply four ways. That's just wrong. Not again. There are better options. And it really doesn't matter. This episode will explain why and tell you how to solve the problem on your own terms. You win. The problem with all of the woke women is that they are inconsistent. In soliciting our pronouns, the facilitator said, How about if we go around the room and each one of us gives our pronouns? I will go first. My pronouns are they, them. She just used five different pronouns, each of which might have been offensive according to her rules, and none of which could substitute for they, them. It appears that the woke, radical feminists don't know what pronouns are, so it's time for some instruction. Pronouns in this context means personal pronouns. They come in first, second, and third person, subject and object, singular and plural. Some of them have gender, the original meaning of gender. It's not a substitute for the word sex, which is a division in biology. Animals are divided by sex. Words have a gender at least in some languages. We'll come back to that. That's just wrong. Let's show how changing pronouns is irrational. We're not refusing to use somebody's pronouns. Rather, we're saying it's impossible to use someone's pronouns consistently. Let's demonstrate using a sentence. I am taking a camera with me to my boat to take a picture showing what is mine. We have four pronouns in the sentence, I, my, me, and mine. Speaking of a third person, I might say to you, she is taking a camera with her to her boat to show what is hers. We have no issues as of yet. Let's add a fourth person. Bill and Shirley are taking a camera with them to her boat in order to show him what is hers. Whose boat? Shirley's boat. But now let's suppose that she, Shirley, uses they, them. Remember, it's Shirley's boat. We now have, Bill and Shirley are taking a camera with them to their boat to show him what is theirs. What happened? Did Shirley buy them a boat together and he doesn't know about it? Does Shirley's husband know about this? The problem is that using somebody's preferred pronouns requires that the speaker and the listener both know the secret code for the third party. Then, the speaker must encode and the listener must decode the message in real time. And how do you get the code? Someone will have to tell you saying, those are not her pronouns, she uses they, them. To which we'd say, You just use she, her to explain who you mean when you say they. Because real language is exact, or tries to be, you must violate the pretend rule in order to convey what the rule is. That's irrational. Society only exists when its rules are rational. 
The woke radical feminists always forget primary purposes. In speech, the primary purpose is conveying information without ambiguity. The concept of sex is unambiguous. He and she are unambiguous. But preferred pronouns are ambiguous and will never aid in communication. They obscure the fundamental information in order to convey something irrelevant. They will tell you gender is a social construct, just go with it. Well, pronouns are just a language construct. They are even different in every language. Why don't you just go with the right pronouns? Wouldn't that be easier for the most people, and thus a better solution? Speaking of solutions, stay with us until the end because we really do have a solution to the pronoun problem. Narcissism, it's not for everyone. Preferred pronouns are based on narcissism. Ever since Adam and Eve, women have sought power through attention. Women secretly yearn to be Madonna, Oprah, Hillary, or Cher, people who are recognized by a single word name. But that narcissism requires a world full of people who do not have a single word name, or it loses its value. So it is with pronouns. Even if we adapt to Shirley's preferred pronouns, there's no room for Bill to also be a they-them. Narcissism is not for everybody. Enough is enough. Eventually, the woke and the feminists will bring us full circle. In the 60s, during the sexual revolution, the mainstream was accused of being obsessed with sex. They were called Puritans and told to stay out of the bedroom. The word gender crossed over from grammar to biology when Ruth Bader Ginsburg thought judges would faint if they heard the word sex in the courtroom. No one prior to the boomers ever heard the word gender associated with biology and sex. You can forget all you have been told about gendered pronouns because, before 1960, English already had two neutral pronouns. One was it, and the other was he. Like the lion and the lioness, where lion can mean either sex, but lioness always means the female, so too, in English, the men were deprived of a pronoun of their own. The nonspecific individual pronoun was he. Teachers could send home a note that said, every child must bring his signed permission slip for the class trip, and that would mean everyone, because he was inclusive. A note saying her permission slip meant that the boys were left out. Only the pronouns she, her were exclusionary, which leaves out the boys, but the feminists make everything the opposite. All points of differentiation by sex are turned into misogyny by the feminists, and so they force sex into the conversation, and we had to start saying not his, but his or hers. Saying he or she instead of just he was the first switch, forcing societal change with questionable benefit. By the 1980s, they started saying they and them when the sex was undefined. We still do it today. If you're a millennial or younger, you might not know this, but if you went back to the 1960s and said, did everybody bring their permission slip, you would get some funny looks. Having switched twice in one lifetime, now we have confusion again because what used to be a plural pronoun, they, 
now means either a group of people, or it can mean an undefined individual like he or she, or someone making a statement about so-called gender identity. Only through context will you know which one it is. If they didn't like the neuter he, they could very easily have started saying it when the sex is undefined. They object that this turns the person into an object. Only in this one case are they unable to arbitrarily change the connotation of a word. Irrational. Enough is enough. There is no logic to their issue. Therefore, there is no real issue. There will be no end until we put it to an end, as we must. It doesn't matter. What's amazing is that the pronouns don't matter. It's a manufactured problem because nobody disagrees on the pronoun that actually matters, the word you. The only pronoun you will ever hear me use referring to you is you, not he or she. If I say his, hers, he or she, I'm talking to you about someone else. You never have to hear the third person pronoun someone uses to describe you to someone else. It cannot matter to you what they say. Of course, that also means that all the people who say they will respectfully use your preferred pronouns may or may not use them. You'll just never know, will you? That's the third person rule. You won't know, and it won't matter. Solution Now that you know and understand the problem, let's give the solution. Not everyone will agree on this topic, so we need a technique that works for everyone. When you're the first person talking to the second person about a third person with preferred pronouns, it is doubtful that anyone really cares. If the second person brings it up, however, here is the cure. The solution, where you win the point and put the subject to rest. Just don't use any pronouns. Pronouns are substitutes for the person's name, and we only use them because they're convenient. Stop using pronouns and use the individual's name instead. When the second person says to you, the first person, Melissa's preferred pronouns are they, them, and I think you should use them. You say, I thought Melissa might have preferred pronouns, but I talked to Melissa and asked Melissa what Melissa's pronouns might be, but Melissa didn't tell me anything about Melissa's preferences, and it seems like Melissa would have told me what Melissa wanted since I'm one of Melissa's team members. There. You didn't use any pronouns that would have offended Melissa had she been present. And you didn't have to cave in to irrational wokeness. And if Melissa ever changes Melissa's pronouns, it won't matter. You're always covered. You might go on to say that your pronouns are none and that they should always use your name or a famous American hero and you expect it to be used every time. So now your reply would go, John Paul Jones thought Melissa might have preferred pronouns, but John Paul Jones talked to Melissa and asked Melissa what Melissa's pronouns might be, but Melissa didn't tell John Paul Jones anything about Melissa's preferences, and it seems like Melissa would have told John Paul Jones what Melissa wanted since John Paul Jones is one of Melissa's team members. This might seem like a waste of time, but remember the third-person rule. They have to use it when talking about you, only when you're not there. And if they don't, then they are being very disrespectful. You win. And my pronouns are John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt.
Thank you for your attention.